Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. So, Nicole, I almost totally texted you earlier this week. About what? Because, you know, we were having the, the puppy thing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she was here last week and everything. And um, she went to stay the week with my son's grandma, so I haven't seen her in a week, and I missed her I'm terribly. And I was like, I just need to text Nicole. She'd understand my pain. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Martha's eye roll, I think, just gave her a concussion. <laughs> that was an intense one. You missed last week when I, me and Martha almost duked it out in the hallway about puppies. <laughs> if, oh, shit. If Nicole would have had the, the Nerf guns, I'm saying... Martha there would have been be some serious. Yeah, there would have been some serious damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Not everybody has the puppy gene. I'm just saying. Some people are cat people. I'm You're not even a cat person. I'm clearly a cat person. I love cats, Nicole. You don't. You have zero cats. Yeah, but I love them. Well, I think if there had like... been a kitten in the room, I would have been all over that. And I think you're more like a friend of mine, Marlena, at work. She likes bigger dogs. She doesn't like. Little dogs. I don't like yappy no, dogs. Like yeah. Little dogs. Yeah. And, I love and Bella dogs. is a small dog because she's part Pomeranian and part Chihuahua, so she's only going to oh, be God. ten pounds full grown. You so she's going to be dog. tiny. She actually doesn't bark that much. She doesn't yep. But I got to see her today after a week, and I was so happy. <laughs> Did you sneak her back in? No, Tyler was taking her to um, his girlfriend's house. Mm. But does she finally get to keep him or yeah. no? Oh, yeah. Her mom finally said that the, that uh, Bella could stay there. Good. Aw. That's good because Travis was like, no. Aww. <laughs> He's like, ha, ha, ha. has been solved. The dog has found a home. Life is back to normal, sort of. Bonnie still has a little heartache. A little I piece know. of her heart is... When I saw her today and she came running up to me and I picked her up, she was wiggling so much from seeing me <laughs> that I almost couldn't hold on to her. I don't know. <laughs> My little brother has a 60-pound pit bull who thinks he's a wiener dog. <laughs> he likes to sit on your lap. Yeah, but he's huge. I get, like, if he crawls on me, I have, like, little bruises all over my thighs. And I'm like, Aww. get off. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to love you. I'm like, love me from beside me. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, <clears throat> we had we had the, the tech guy, the, the IT guy with the choker. Mm-hmm. Now, we should probably explain a few things. First of all... What came into my mind when Vani was describing the IT guy who was about my age, being around 50-ish, or in his 50s, I was thinking about some sweaty, nerdy, possibly overweight dude wearing a choker. Mm-hmm. That but was, he is not. That was what came into my mind when you were talking about a guy wearing a choker. And he's choker. actually a really nice guy, and then I kind of felt bad for making fun of him. I'm sure he is a very nice guy, and he probably has great fashion sense. I'm sure he's very fashion forward, is what I'm trying to get out here. I'm trying to apologize in a roundabout way for mm-hmm. making fun of him, because when I said something to one of the morning show guys the next day, I said, would you wear a choker? He goes, well, they're very in style right now. And I went... What? Really? <laughs> I told you that on the podcast <laughs> yeah, last I week. Know, but from, from a guy's perspective, he goes, it's very metrosexual. And I went, what? <laughs> Seriously? What? <laughs> and you know, Mike is, how old How old would you say Mike is, Nicole? 26, no, maybe? Like 23, maybe. 24. Really? Is he that young? Yeah. I don't know. So the young men are okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whole choker scene. Speaking of chokers, Nicole and and Jessica and I are all chokered up. Yeah. So obviously we're following his lead. He must be faster forward. <laughs> it but, must be cool because I'm doing it. Well, no. okay, not I me. Dug, I'm see, not look, cool. guys. I dug Men one out of my uh, wearing closet. Chokers. That well, guy was I did also look it up on the internet after that. And I did see some very fashion-forward fellas sporting the old choker. They didn't look like the trucker hat wearing hairy chested 
beer IT swilling. IT guys don't wear trucker dude, hats. Dude, that I was thinking of you in know, my head. You know, I don't know what was... IT guys that you've been hanging out with, but most of the IT guys that I know... Have you seen the IT guys that hang around this building? No. no. But I... <laughs> I have a friend who's married to an IT guy, and he is not, he would not be wearing a trucker hat. And he would not be wearing a choker. I mean, he wears jeans to work, but that's only because sometimes he has to crawl around on the floor and up in the ceiling tiles to do the wiring. So You're talking about Sean, right? Yeah. He wouldn't wear a choker. No, he wouldn't wear a choker. So there you go. But he also wouldn't wear a trucker hat. (laughs) Well. You're mixing up your genres there. Whatever. I was thinking more maybe like leather jacket. Quit stereotyping people, Martha. Sorry. Now I can see an IT guy. I was apologizing, and now here I go stereotyping again. Dang it. I just can't seem to get it right tonight. When you said IT guy to me, before you said like that he was around y'all's age, I was picturing someone closer to our age with like a leather jacket and like the fade with the hair slicked to the side and a choker. And he might be younger and just is prematurely gray. Oh. So, hey, he's sounding better all the time, actually. <laughs> so, and like After I, said, I saw those pictures on, online of the dudes and the chokers, I started kind of getting a little more interested in guys wearing chokers. Speaking but, of interested <laughs> in guys wearing chokers, we were supposed to have a special guest tonight. Sadly, once again, fate has intervened and Giselle will not be making it on the podcast tonight. No, our kids have the flu. And because it's the flu, I can't flip. I can't throat punch her. So, <laughs> dang it! Wait until she's better, and then throat punch her. Yeah, no, actually, I, the flu—you can't do anything about that. It's just the way it is. And if she came in here and infected us, then, then we'd, we'd be mad really at her, have to hate so. her. So, it's we, best to stay away. We're giving her a pass. It's too the way close it goes. To we'll have break to do our shelf that. love yeah. version of our podcast another time. <laughs> I had a guy tell me about having you go get a physical the whole like turn your head and cough thing and he said to me it's a good thing you you should be glad you're not a guy because it was awkward and i was like wait wait wait. do you know what they do to us (laughs) did you have to put your your feet in the air and stirrups and have somebody with their head right down there and go click 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 you're gonna feel a brush (laughs) this might be like if you take your clothes completely off you have to take all your clothes off when you're a woman is that clicking noise of the freaking it's the, weird ass it's metal shit <laughs> but that click noise is that yeah. not the most terrifying thing ever <laughs> it's, it's like what the hell are you doing yeah. down there <laughs> click 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 it's Don't like you're going up a roller coaster like right before you fall it's yeah, like oh my god doing down there yeah. with that anyway so i guess he didn't really know how that worked they have to so click I had open to explain the clamp. it to him, oh, and he was like, "Ripes." And what do they do with guys? They just basically stick their fingers up their ass and feel around a little bit. <laughs> they just kind of, I think they. I don't think it was one of those for him. I think it was more of like a. Oh, fingers under the balls. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. Did that for her. But they also <laughs> really they terrible. do for men. They have to check your prostate, so they do shove a finger up your, their ass. But yeah. they, it's just like shoving it up. It's not like they sit there and search. It's just like, can we feel yeah. it? No. Like, like, okay. I'm you're sorry. Good. Did somebody shove two fingers up there and spread <laughs> and it as far as they can? Then I don't want to hear a word. And then like push the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah make you, sure you're okay. Did somebody stick a cold <laughs> spatula up your ass and then spread it apart and, and look click in there? It open. Did somebody stick their fingers <laughs> in there? <laughs> Click, click, click. Yeah. I literally got that done two weeks ago. It was awful. I was, I'm still traumatized. My first one, I literally didn't do anything the rest of the day because I was traumatized. And they do that after they've already felt oh, yeah, your the boob squeezing. I didn't have the boob squeezing this time. And, and I was very up and excited They take your this. boobs. They're they in. take they take your whole body and they press you up against a vice. Oh, oh that's your mammogram. mammogram. We were oh, yeah. just talking you, you about... Just yeah. wait for the No, we, she was just talking about the, like, the hand chopping. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I had to wear, wait like, till a, you get to the mammogram. Those are yeah, really yeah. I've fun. seen my mom get one and it didn't look pleasant. Yeah, to, it's like a it's like <laughs> I know. a boob vice. Yeah, yep. it literally it? squishes your yeah. You, I already hurts when my dog steps on my boob in bed. Especially if you have little boobs. If you have little boobs, it's even worse, Jessica. I'm screwed. How is it? Because wor- if you don't have anything worse. to put in there, it's then <laughs> they have to try to create something to put in there. <laughs> so then they try to like mold <laughs> something out of nothing and push it in there, and it's like, dude, there's nothing there to put in there and then they try to like like grab whatever skin is left and like try to grab it and and squish it together i'd have to be like just torturous i'm not looking yeah but blew my mind he said this to me and i looked at him like do you have a brain 
Because do you or do you not know? And then he was like, well, what do they do to you? And I was like, they insert, spread, and then they scrape inside of you. Like, <laughs> like as far as they can reach. Like the part that your <laughs> dick doesn't even touch. Yeah. <laughs> with, with a light shining right on the promised land. And oh, their yeah. head right yeah. there. Yeah, you have to like, take... Like, yeah. could you come yeah. up for air? And, oh my God. and if the doctor is a guy, you have to have two people looking at the promised land. Oh, no. Oh. You have to have it now, If even you if your doctor's a female, you have to have two people in there at all times. Oh, because I had a nurse and my female doctor, and it was yeah. really so you have to have you have to have an entire posse of people looking my at the pussy. My very first one, she was like, "So I have a student with me today. Do you mind?" And I was like, "Yes, I mind. Do not do that to me." <laughs> <laughs> no, Jessica's blushing just thinking about it. It was awful. And then when you're done, they give you they have to give you a wipey so that you can go to the bathroom afterwards and get the. Slime, you know, the slime that, off and the, the pad because they're like <laughs> you, you bled a little bit when we took that sample off your cervix. Here's a pad just in case. Yeah, <laughs> they're like here's, here's your wiper to get all that jelly out that we just shot you up with, and a pad because we just made you bleed. <laughs> can like, you yeah, knock on the door when you put your clothes back on? <laughs> that way you can leave. Yeah, it's like literally. Oh, like, yeah, don't I good. even get dinner? Right and I had <laughs> to take my clothes off and put on this robe or like you know the it's hospital gowns robe, the hospital dude. gowns that you're supposed to tie in the back but you have to do it on the yeah, front they didn't even give me one so you <laughs> just get a piece of paper yeah they gave me like a little sheet thing and they were like just take your clothes off from the waist down and then put the sheet over and we'll come in and I'm like what about my ass like it's hanging out over here like yeah 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 you just basically I'm like can I keep my underwear on like trying to take a little paper they blanket and this, go like, don't look at me put a sheet over the beave and that's basically all you get <laughs> Leave they gave me like out. this. They can check those hospital gown, but it like you know how they are open in the back. It was like that, but it was more like a smock. It only came to my <laughs> hips. And they're like, put this on, but leave it untied in the front so we can check. And I'm like, so why am I putting it on then? <laughs> It's a ruse. Yeah. I'm so and they, confused. I, they always tell you, okay, scooch a little bit further down. Oh, like, my God. Scooch a little yeah. further down. It's like, dude, if I scooch any further down, my ass is going to be on the floor, okay? So she was You're doing that to me, but I was, and I, at first I was like kind of scooting, but then she was like, it hurts less if you put your ass all the way on the edge so that you're pretty much falling off. And I was like, oh, okay. But they always tell me to do that, like, after I'm already in the stirrups, I'm like... I know. And so like, <laughs> you're like doing a reverse worm trying to the table. while trying to like not show everybody everything else that you yeah, have to you're show. Like, you're holding your little paper blanket going, I can't scoop. Anyways. And the whole time you're thinking, oh my God, did I shower well enough? <laughs> I've only had to do this twice so far did in I my life. And I'm pretty well sure enough? I don't. Did I have wax? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, you kind of feel rejected because like they do the your entire appointment before the gynecologist like that part mm-hmm. and then and then they're like okay thanks for coming we'll see you we'll call you with the results like right when you're done so you kind of feel rejected afterwards you're like, too you're not even gonna talk to me after? like <laughs> yeah because you don't get anything that kind of invasiveness no. deserves like like cuddle. at least give me a gold yeah, star exactly. or something <laughs> moon for a minute Can I have a sucker? please <laughs> please at least our Hershey's kiss at the end they should hand out a Starbucks drink and a chocolate bar with you. Yeah, really like, should. That's I'm a good so idea. Sorry. You know, I had a female doctor once that she would at least warm the scapula. You know, she had they, a bucket like next to the and bucket. And warm it, yeah. And she would like I think they started using plastic ones now because for health yeah. reasons, and so they're not cold. Yeah. Just no. so you know, yeah, because yeah. the one actually, honestly, back like, in the olden days. But yeah, yeah, this kid says this to me, and I'm sure the look on my face was just awful. Because I was just like, huh? And yeah. then he was like, what do they do to you? And so I explained, and he was like, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> like the whole time I'm explaining, I was like, so girl <laughs> power, because yesterday was International Women's Day, so we're talking about perhaps Yeah. Oh See, yeah. See, now that's a good reason to having to have that conversation. I'm glad that we had this conversation. But no matter how terrifying pap smears are, every woman should get one. And mammograms. Mm-hmm. They're still important. And men yeah. should get mammograms too. Yeah. Hey, one of the guys that works on our staff had to have a mammogram just the other day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A manogram, he called it. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. It. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. I thought Digging it was good it. too. And he his his came back just fine. He had a lump, mm-hmm. but it was benign. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Yeah. Big. Awesome. I had he my first mammogram once. last year. Had my very first one. Good for you. How old are you supposed to be? To uh, I think it depends on your his, your history. <laughs> Since my mother had breast cancer, I had my first one at 40. Well, shoot, I was... And then I've had one every year since then. Yuck. Oh, it says, yeah, 45-ish. Well, shoot, I didn't have mine at 45. They did mine early then. Because my... It said as early as 40. Me. Okay. Because mm-hmm. there's no said. history of it in my family, but... Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt, ahead like, one. to get it as early as possible, though. But you'd only have to have that. You don't have to have that every year unless you have a history, right? Yeah. Okay. How Do you get yours every year? Speaking of... National Women's Day, I actually read a novel that was about African women. Ooh. So if anyone, if so long as nobody minds that I go first. Not at all. It kind of goes in with what we were talking about. Yeah. And me and Martha are going to talk about a We have a women's, women's book, book too. too. Hey. Do you have a women's book? Yeah. Are you on with us? Mm-hmm. Ooh, girl power. I didn't even realize yesterday was International Women's Day until I looked on Facebook. Yeah. Everybody's posting pictures of their girlfriends, and I was like, oh, okay. That's the only reason I knew it was <laughs> National Women's Day is because of Facebook. I read Hidden Figures by Margaret Lee Shetterly, and it oh. is about African-American women who worked at NASA. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book took place between 1930 and 1960. So when this book very first starts, it's everything is still segregated. There, you know, mm-hmm. there's the civil rights hadn't happened. It's still World War II, and they are looking for women to work in the factories and to kind of take over the men's job. And they need human computers to do figures um, when they're designing planes. And at the time, it was called NACA, not NASA. They the Air Force wasn't in existence yet. Hmm. And um, so they find these extremely smart, educated um, African-American women, and they hire them to work as human computers. So basically their job is to sit and do figures all day long, to do mathematical problems. Sounds like Ugh. your dream. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> nope. But these women were so flippin' smart. Oh my God, I'm reading this book and you find out so many fun facts and stuff that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And you listen to their story and like they depend on these women so much that when one of them, they're talking about one of them who's like super, super smart and worked at NASA for a really, really long time. Um, like when she very first starts, she doesn't tell them that she's married because they won't hire they won't hire you if you're married. And then they she doesn't tell them that she's pregnant because I mean that's usually grounds for dismissal, right? If you're pregnant, because I mean this is back in I think the time now was like 1945, 1950. So you know, but they ended up giving her sick leave extra sick leave and kind of turn their heads to her pregnancy because they wanted her to come back because she was so good at her job Mm -hmm. i just thought i I just think that that's awesome especially in a time where it was hard enough to be a a black person at this time to get a job but to be a woman a black woman at this time because women you know at the time they thought they were so inferior to men Mm -hmm. and she just they were real trailblazers they Super smart, and Katherine Johnson is one of the main people in this book, and she basically had the I don't care attitude. Like, they had segregated bathrooms. She wouldn't use a segregated bathroom. She went to the regular bathroom. That works. And nobody said anything to her. She just did it. She's like, are they going to stop me? I don't think so. And she went in there. (laughs) Love it. I saw and, a bunch of tributes to her yesterday for uh-huh. International Women's Day. I, I did too. I shared one of them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But the there's Barbie a Barbie doll. Barbie mm-hmm. doll. That's cool. I, I think I would like to have that Barbie doll. I think that would be so cool. It <laughs> would be. And then after, you know, they integrated um, the, the blacks and whites together and there wasn't any segregation anymore, um, they still wouldn't allow women into meetings with the other engineers and stuff. <sighs> And she wanted to go to the meetings. And they told her, well, it's not allowed. And she said, is it against the law? And they're like, 
well, no, but it's just never been done. She said, well, if it's not against the rules, then I'm coming in the meeting. And so she went to the meetings. I, I mean, it was just, she was just a go-getter. Ballsy. Yeah. And I just break so, those gender norms. Yeah. And just, oh not my afraid. God, not smart. Afraid. I, I love genius that. smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot oh. of the women in this book, that's uh, that's what they were. They were just, they weren't afraid to make waves, small waves, so they didn't get into trouble or anything with the police, but just enough waves to help with the civil rights movement. Dang. And they talk about, um, uh, I, I don't know the actress's name, but that played um, Ohora on Star Trek. Or um, am I saying that right? Um, 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 the um. communication officer. They talk about yeah, it's yeah, Ohura, 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 Ohura. It's U H U R A. And they were talking about, and I have to tell this one fan fact because this was the most amazing thing in the whole book, I think, to me. She went to a celebrity in it would NAACP. Is that right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like get together meeting or whatever. She they told her somebody wants to meet you and she's thinking oh it's a trekkie it's a nerd whatever but she said okay and she went over and at the time she was thinking about quitting star trek and it was dr martin luther king jr was a trekkie and told her she cannot quit star trek i thought that was amazing he was a trekkie her real name is nichelle nichols nichelle nichols thank you it immediately like if you pull up her wikipedia it says she also worked to recruit diverse astronauts to nasa including women and ethnic minorities so that's That's pretty awesome so see these women were so powerful and just paved the way for everything else for everyone i mean for women white and black just Mm -hmm. everyone and I really enjoyed all of the facts and learning stuff that I didn't know about this book. It does get a little technical. And the only thing I did not like about this book is that it's told in a third person. And it's oh. really hard for me to get into a book that's told in a third person. Mm-hmm. But I still liked it. I mean, when I finished it, I was like, oh, that was a good book. <laughs> <laughs> So I would recommend it. I have not seen the movie. I know that they have a movie. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the movie yet. But I haven't seen the movie. I really want to read the book and see the movie. The book is good. It has a lot of... I mean, I was reading stuff, even the technical stuff. I was like, I didn't know that's why planes flew. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's how it worked. It's like, huh, that makes sense. I wonder what new facts I can find out now. (laughs) But it was good. And I mean, kudos to those women for... Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was really funny that when they very first came out with regular computers, like, you know, I think, what was it, IBM was the first ones and stuff, the men didn't trust the computers and would have Katherine Johnson check the figures against the computer to see if they were right before they trusted the figures. <laughs> How funny is that? That's perfect. <clears throat> but yeah, that was Hidden Figures by Margaret Lee Shetterly. Okay, so, or do you want to go Oh, next? I don't know. I was going to ask. Uh, so, since yours focuses on women uh, in the past, mine is written by a woman who is African American, and her book is one of the number one books, like still, and it was on the top of the charts all of 2017, pretty much, since it's been published. And, Martha, do you know who I'm talking about? Um, top of the chart since it's been published. Well, twenty-seven. It was published last year. You tried to read it. You hated it, and I loved it. Tried to read it, hated it. That would be sing unburied sing. Yes, <laughs> and it is written by Jasmine Ward, and she is unbelievably like cut. Fa- not I guess not unbelievably famous, but she is super popular right now in the book world. And we talked a little bit about. Uh, during our New Year's resolution podcast, mm-hmm. how it was um, a really big deal. A lot of people put that they were only going to, they w- refused to read books by white men this year, essentially. Uh, uh, yes. They were trying yeah. to, like, trying to read branch more, out. Yeah. yeah, read more books by women, by people of color, by people mm-hmm. of different ethnicities. And so. I didn't hate it. 
I just had a very difficult time because I found it so depressing. Depressing. Um, yes. And I'm like, I must have like a depressed soul or something because I actually love these types of books. Um, but yeah, so this is. I don't really know how to describe it, but essentially it's about a um, a boy. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, but essentially it is about a 13-year-old boy, um, and he lives with his grandparents, and his grandmother has cancer, and his mother is still in his life, but she's pretty much a druggie, and his father is in jail um, for drugs. And he loves his grandfather, and he's always taking care of his little sister. And essentially, throughout the story, um, you kind of learn about his life, and it ties into his grandfather um, had also gone to prison at some point, and it talks a lot about how horrible they treated him in prison as an African-American male, and all of the characters or main characters in this novel are African-American, except um, uh, the main character is half half white, half black, because his father, the one in prison, is white. Um, but they live pretty much in poverty. Um, his mom works at, like, oh, at a bar, um, and his father just works around the, the farm, kind of, um, because he's always taking care of his wife who has cancer. And um, she ties in a lot of like spiritual things mm-hmm. into this that make it so that you don't know what is going to happen. But it is like, it's heart-wrenching. That's why I had to stop. I mean, it was just that first few minutes of it, it was like, I think I maybe got two chapters in before I was like, uh, my heart can't take this. This Just is like, do it. to me, one of the best types of books, though, because it makes you feel like so powerfully. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't do yeah. it. And that's that's how like, <coughs> like, Kite Runner was mm-hmm. to me, or like, and the book um, thief. Yeah, the book thief was different because it wasn't so wasn't different. It was a pretty different depressing circumstances. Book. Different circumstances, still just as depressing. No, not really, because to it me was a it different. Was. She it was her, to me too. Her hope. It was her hope that was different. He's got hope. It's heart wrenching. I never like, got that. Like Sarah's never. Key. Not, I never got that far. Sarah's have you, key. She, Martha oh would. God. Have you read that? No. Yeah. Oh my told gosh. Me about it and I'm not going to. I love that book, and but it was so depressing. I think yeah. like um. Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Depressing. I haven't read the book yet, but the movie is amazing. Yeah. The book was pretty good. I read it. It's pretty good. But I recommend it. And, well, I'll save it just in case. Keep going. I want to hear more. About this book? Mm -hmm. Or did you want to I don't want to give anything away. That's my short snippet. I was going to, I can talk about her other book, but I don't know if I should save it. You can save it. Save it. Okay. Uh, it's Sing Unburied Sing, and it's by Jasmine Ward. All right. FYI, I love the way that she spelled her name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. She's, I it, The writing was brilliant. Let me, let me just say that the, her, the writing and the way the book was... The entire book is poetry. It, it is, is literally poetry. her writing, and I think that's another reason why, one, you feel so many emotions while you're reading it, and two... Like, I read it in two days, yeah. which, it's not that long or anything, but it is, like, oh my God, it the way really she is. describes it. It really is poetry, and I think having not even read very much of it, that it made me feel so powerfully just in that tiny little bit. Mm-hmm. I just can't be depressed all the time, guys. She reminds I me just of, can't. Um, who's the... I am too powerfully affected by what I read and I choose not to be depressed all the time. I'm already a depressive individual, so I cannot read stuff like that. Can't uh, do it. Her re- writing reminds me, s- like, so much of Janet Fitch. Oh, White Oleander? I well, read like that. all of her books. I They're did read all that. poetry. It was really freaking good. I liked White Oleander. But you, you know that, st- style, that style of writing mm-hmm. is so beautiful. I would kill to be able to write like that. Agreed. 
All right, Jessica, would you like to go next? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to do a seven-second delay by Tom Easton. So, though, world, it's kind of a dystopian world. It's crazy broken up. There are, like, the first countries, and then there are the thirds. And so, like, all of the wealth and everything is held by the firsts. They keep everything. They get all of their resources from the thirds, but the thirds don't ever see any profit from it. They're kind of, like, oppressed in that way. And our main character, her name is Mila, is from the third. And um, her and her father own a farm in the third. And some people from the first decide they want to dam the river so they can make a big pond and flood their farm. So they're going to buy the farm from them. And when he says no, they convince him and he ends up dying they convince him yeah that's how they word <laughs> i could see, almost see the air quotes even though you didn't do the air quotes i could yep. see them um so that's she's on her own kind of with her uncle and she gets caught breaking into and uh there are people from the first that are agents they get recruited from the third to like take care of people in the third that don't do what they want so they go in there to steal food because they don't have food or water or electricity enough like or anything like that so they're in there stealing food and this agent catches her and he kind of like takes her under his wing because he's kind of like seeing that things are not so good Mm. with the first and he wants to i guess he he wants to sneak her into the first and give her a better life. But to be in the first, you have to have a phone, which is an implant in your brain. Ew. That, like, you can record everything that you do. That's how you, like, access information. There are no signs in the first. Like, that Damn, you it just, sounds like Black Mirror. Yeah, you just yeah. look and you can see the, this is a subway, because you look at the building and it, it tells exactly you. like Black Mirror. That it's pretty interesting. But that's how you have to get into the first. Otherwise, like, you're not allowed in the first... You're not one of our people kind of thing. Um, well, it sounds like you kind of wander around lost all the time if you didn't have the implant. <laughs> Pretty much. But they can also record and see everything that you do because they see it through your eyes so they know where you are. Um, so it's like, what, The Circle? Was that the book that you... The Circle, that was the one where... Yeah. Yeah. yeah that where they th- saw everything. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go You're ahead. Good. Uh, so she and he... This is like the very first chapter... And you get, like, her backstory as it goes. But um, sneak into the first. and But he slips off the bridge and dies sneaking into the first. So she's on her own. When What's it called there. again? Um, seven second delay. Okay. So the very first thing that happens is she gets captured and put in, like, a, a camp, which is they'll contract you for work. But basically it's, like, slave labor. They send you back to the third to do work there. Um but they know that she is somehow associated with one of their agents, and that's how she got here. So they implant a phone into her. But as they're doing it, they figure out, they see that she has a bomb implanted in her head that she doesn't even know about. So they try to blow up this building, and she escapes, and it's all about um, her escaping. And the only reason that she stays ahead so much is because there's a seven-second delay in her phone. So they can't, so she's seven seconds ahead of them the whole time. She's, like, kicking the crap out of big men, and she's, like, such oh. a strong character. And she's, like, she hits this point where she's, like, being portrayed as a terrorist, and she's, like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. I just want to go home. But she gets angry at one point, and she's, like, you know what? This is so just wrong, and she decides she's going to kind of oh, get wow. some revenge. But it's pretty cool. She starts kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, hardcore. She's, like, a super strong character. Like, I couldn't put it down. Like, I think I read it in, like, a day. It It sounds really good. Yeah. Because they have a a seven-second, like, when they put the phone in because it's a slave phone, uh, they take basically all the cool stuff. Like, she can't identify signs, and she can't, like, call other people. But one guy can see everything that she does. But he leaves the second second. They have a seven second delay for like slip ups, like because people are like, oh, I forgot to turn my camera off when I looked in the mirror I'm and I got out of the sure shower. That they got that from the radio station. The <laughs> seven so. second delay. Yeah, because yeah. we had this button right over here mm-hmm. that if somebody says a swear word, you can seven Don't second. Don't they delay. have that on TV too? There's this ten seconds. 
Yeah, but TV yes, is 10 ours seconds. is seven seconds. So and you can thank Janet Jackson. For so that. if I say the F word <laughs> uh, on the radio station to keep the FCC from giving me a ten thousand dollar fine, I can lurch over there and whack, push the button, push the button, and it takes that delay off, and I can fix it before it goes live over the air, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it keeps me from getting the fine. Yeah, they. That's how. Like the phones work, they all have a seven second delay. So if you get out of the shower and look in a mirror and you're like, oh, I didn't have a towel on. Everybody on my feed just saw me naked. You can like sk- like delete it real quick. So he leaves with a seven second delay for like that purpose. And it becomes like her biggest asset. She uses seven seconds to totally. Seven seconds is a pretty yeah. long time. Yeah. It's a pretty narrow window, though, sometimes. Well, if you're a radio person, you know how long seven seconds is. It's yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, she uses the seven seconds to seven seconds. I'm just saying, jump cars to throw off cameras, and yeah, she just has all this crazy stuff. It's amazing. It kept me on my toes. Seven second hero, huh? Mm -hmm. She a hero? Yep, a hero. I think she's a hero. But that's cool. That sounds pretty good. It was pretty good. Definitely action packed, for sure. Okay, so title and artist again. Seven second delay by Tom Easton. All right. Now, I've been dying to talk about this for weeks, Jessica. I know. I'm sorry I got stuck at work last week. That's okay. We got new flooring, (laughs) and I had to work at 12. So there's this book, and I wish I could remember what list it was on. I was looking on Facebook all over the place to try to locate the list I got it from. It might have been from Signature or... Um, Bookster or Book Riot or one of those bookish lists that I follow on Facebook where they'll, you know, list a bunch of different new books that have come out. But it's called The Power by Naomi Alderman. It was good. And after I finished (laughs) reading it... (laughs) We got the OMFG text message. (laughs) Yeah. I just absolutely flipped out. I lost my tiny mind and I started getting on. I was like, who's going to read this book with me? Read this book with me. Oh my God, read this book. Somebody has to read this book with me right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Jessica jumped Mm -hmm. on it and decided that she would read it too. Basically, I wanted to see if anybody else had the same reaction as, as I did or if it was just me. And I didn't read any of the other comments. I didn't go read any of the other reviews or any anything else beyond my reaction to it up to that point, except for the fact that it was recommended on that list. Mm-hmm. Before I finished reading it and made the, my recommendation to you guys, then after that... I went and read some of the reviews. See, I haven't even looked at any of that. I was just, okay. I'm still like a little boggled so. by it. <laughs> um, it won the Bailey's Prize for Women's Fiction in England. I'm not sure if it won these or if it's just on the list of for the New York Times, LA Times, NPR. Yeah, basically it won a shitload of awards already this year. For tw- mm-hmm. Well, for 2017, for a best book. Or it was on the short list for best book mm-hmm. for a bunch of these different. Um, it's, you're going, well, what the hell is it? Okay, so it's a spectacular look at what it might be like if women suddenly had all of the power. And by all of the power, I mean what if the genders were completely flipped? Mm-hmm. You can't even imagine it, really. Not really. Because men are more powerful than we are. But the way this book imagines it, you begin to really... You begin to really see it. Um, it starts out... Imagining these teenage girls who suddenly began to develop this weird electrical power. Mm-hmm. 
where suddenly they're like able to which which girl does it start with it starts with the one girl who's suddenly able to it starts with Roxy is it Roxy when her mom gets attacked See, this is why I wanted you here, because you're much better at remembering detail. Yeah, the very first one is with Roxy, because I remember being like, well, damn, that was an opening. And then it talks about Allie in the cemetery with the boys. (gasps) Oh, God. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So they developed this power. Well, here it is. Okay, we're going to tag team here. The power that they develop is almost like... An organ. Mm-hmm. They call it a skein. That lays on your collarbone. So it's almost like um, a set of nerves that the younger girls, they, they already have it in them, but it like grows. It like wakes up. So like, like say when you go through puberty, all of a sudden this thing is, is growing in them and they're able to control it through their mental ability and they're able to shock people with it. Yeah. It's so yeah. at one point, um, Roxy, isn't she the one that um, has the gangster father? Yeah, he's a crime boss in London. And yeah, uh, that part with her. I, There's a lot of violence in this book, but it's yeah. the kind of violence that you don't imagine women doing. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the thing that I found so fascinating about is it flips everything on its head. Yeah. And it's not even like power in like a political sense or a mental sense. It's power all the way down to a physical level. Like the women can over the power of the men physically at this point right. because they have this power. And it begins slowly, just like any normal revolution type thing would. It begins slowly... And not all women are capable of doing it in the same way. Just like not all men are physically overpowering. Mm -hmm. Not all men are filled with testosterone and have big muscles. Not all women have this massive amount of power and can, you know, shock the hell out of men who piss them off. Mm -hmm. Um, Who was the author of that book? uh, Naomi Alderman. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure I had the right one because... There's a lot of books with that name in there. (laughs) I know. It's kind of a... The one thing that I didn't like about the book is the... Well, actually, there were a couple of things I didn't like about it. And that was another reason I wanted somebody else to read it. Is that it had a really strange kind of... uh, The way it was told was almost like a history book in some ways. Yeah, like, okay, the little interjections where it would yeah. be like, this is an artifact from the post-cladicalism, da 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 And, like, it gives, like, a thing about... This statue shows a woman in, you know, this dominant form, and it was, like, almost like this little history. Yeah, because it starts with a guy giving this book, which is the story of these girls and the little history blurbs, to a female author to review for him. So he's adding a little blurb from history. This is, like, post the whole big crap storm that comes with every revolution but it, that part was weird to me too I didn't right. like it I was like it would come on and I was like can I make the you talk faster right <laughs> and we were both listening to the audio which yeah. again there's a lot of disconnect between the audio and a physical book when it comes to different styles mm-hmm. so I don't know if it would have been different if we were reading a physical book because right. then you can actually see the demarcation between, okay, mm-hmm. this is this part of the book and this is this part of the book, where you can kind of skip past it, know what You're it like, is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can skim that part real quick. Yep. Let me just say this, okay? You, you can't imagine what it would be like for a woman to, to put forth the kind of physical violence it would take to rape until you read about it in the way that it uh, happened in this book. I was driving to school during that scene and I was like, oh God, I'm going to puke. Oh God. <laughs> it was absolutely one of the most powerful things I've ever read. Mm-hmm. It was horrifying mm-hmm. because I'd always kind of deep down in my bones believed. I think most women 
have someplace believed that, oh, the world would be such a kinder, gentler place if women took over and there would be no war, you know, and everything would be so... Mm. You, know, you have women who say that sort of thing. I shouldn't say all women. You just got to watch a, a little more crime uh, investigation discovery. Well, yeah, but because women, yeah, well, some murder, women can be terribly violent. <laughs> Bitches True. be crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, but the the utopian society that comes from you know Major mothers taking thing. over, you know, and being in charge. For a polite society type thing where oh, yeah. where if there were a majority of women thinking logically and you know being in charge things might get done a little bit more in an orderly fashion this is the mother in me speaking now but I think after if women are in charge it, there definitely still would be war well yeah it would be fought very passive aggressively <laughs> no they'd pretty much be fought the same way you think trump is fighting our wars with you Twitter. Um, <laughs> but wow. Hair pulling. It's like a Try big... to imagine, though. Try to really imagine if the genders were truly flipped. It's like a comment on how, like, corruptive power is, like, in the itself. The true power. Not just power, but true, deep, natural power. Yeah. It's, it's really an interesting... They say power corrupts. Wow. Yeah, it does. In this book, it definitely does. It, at the <sighs> very least, you should read it just as something to talk about with other people because it was really, really an interesting way to look at it. Oh, yeah. Even though it was one of those, I mean, obviously, fantasy. It was fantasy. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's not something that could really happen in real life. But set alongside a book like The Handmaid's Tale, yeah, it could it could exist right alongside of it. Mm-hmm. It's got that same feeling. It's got that same. Didn't wouldn't you say, Jessica? Wouldn't you say it has that same sort of feel? I didn't read The Handmaid's Tale. You yeah. didn't. Handmaid's Tale is like kind of opposite. Yeah, well, it yeah, has the I, same. Th- feeling, that's what I'm saying. It has that same yeah. that same type of. Like horror factor, yes. That, where you're just like, oh, like, <laughs> that society from the other side. I I feel like the the power is probably more like graphic and more in depth because The Handmaid's Tale, while it was really good, I felt was I wish it would have been longer and gone more well, in yeah, depth. Yeah. So I don't know. It yeah. Well, sounds... it for me it had the same type of. You can't really compare them. But I came away with the same feeling afterwards. It's like the horror. I was the... thinking about the same kinds of things, only in the opposite way. Does that mm-hmm. make any sense to you? Yeah. It's like the horror at what humanity can be when like everything is shifted to one side. Exactly. It's There's like no this, like equal. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I like It's the... like I lost my breath for a while. Sitting, yeah. thinking, I was sitting in my car just staring ahead there for a while, thinking. Hopefully, not driving. <laughs> well, no. I actually just sat kidding. in my car being silent for a while, thinking, and I don't do that very often. You know mm-hmm. me, I'm very rarely still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a very thought provoking book. It is, for mm-hmm. sure. I liked that it had, um, like, it follows four different characters who all have the power in different ways like I liked um, like they even had a, like a male perspective like he's a male in a female's world and some stuff happens to him but um, and then there's like Allie who is in like a ridiculous control of her power and she's got like the religious sphere of it like it's a gift from God and the mother and you know everything yep. and then you've got Roxy who's a daughter of a crime boss who uses it to traffic drugs and then you've got yeah the uh politician who uses it to like show that she's more powerful than her competitor at one point it's just like all these ways that power is just crazy it really is i mean it looks at it from so many different perspectives it's got like religion and crime and politics and then you've got like the oppressed side too and i just that's i liked how rounded it was I 
I honestly looked at the world in a different way for a while after reading the book, and that just doesn't happen very often, especially mm-hmm. as much as I read. I, I have to give it high, high marks, even though there were some things I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. And the ending, oh my gosh! <laughs> what a fantastic ending! It was pretty totally funny. Did not see that coming. <laughs> didn't see that coming. I was dying. Oh gosh! Yeah. And some people will say. In fact, I went back and I was reading some of the some of the remarks afterwards. Uh, people were saying things such as, "Oh well, it wasn't very well written," and blah blah blah. You know, some really kind of shitty, snarky things afterwards you don't need to expect perfection in every single idea that you come across oh, no. sometimes a really fantastic idea comes along and somebody presents it but it doesn't necessarily put a put across poetic perfection Mm-mm. i think that's kind of the point though like it was supposed to be raw and rough and like hey open your eyes This woman is a great storyteller. Oh, yeah. That is Mm -hmm. the bottom line. This was a great story. I'm sticking to that. I don't think it needs to be perfect. It was a great story, and I will recommend it to any woman. Hell, anybody. Men should read this book. Mm Mm-hmm. I think think schools... They should read it in fear I think they should read this in schools. Because it brings up... Great discussion topics. It does. The, of course, uh, it's super graphic. Holy crap, is it graphic? Yeah. Holy they wouldn't read it in school. Is it graphic. Uh, the opening if you are scene. squeamish, do not read this book. It no. is super graphic. No, it'll hurt you. I like was seriously Whew. driving to school. I got to the parking lot at the end of one of the scenes, and I was like, I think I need to go home. <laughs> yeah, I just need to go get in my bed. <laughs> not think about curl it curl up in the fetal position but you know what <laughs> stay there for a while the violence isn't against women Mm-mm. it's against men for the most part yeah mm-hmm. uh, trigger warning first rape. Off, no yeah actually I've actually noticed on Goodreads because that is a real thing people have trouble reading stuff about rape and like uh, being like uh, violent stuff mm-hmm. so people have started posting if it, there's going to be a trigger like inside the book yeah. so this one says trigger warning rape yeah. um, but yeah. this other dude wrote on here it's kind of funny and not funny at the same time but he wrote what would happen if an author wrote a book about men having the power to electrocute to death women and somebody responded it, you can find it under the history category <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dang yep Stone I mean the kind savage. of stuff that that has happened to women historically. I mean, look at this. Look at that Salem witch trials. Look at all the horrible stuff that have happened to women over the in history. Mm-hmm. This is fiction, for cripe's sakes. Yep. <sighs> and there's uh, there's like a big deal about um, like how people are, are obsessed with crime documentaries and like true fiction and all that stuff. Um, well, but. Like ninety percent of our books in the TV shows all involve crimes against women, yeah, not men. Mm-hmm. So he's like people, for people to say like, where do you? What if people write a thing about that? You're it's like reading dude, about it's everywhere. All these serial killers who only attack women um, yeah. who are brunettes or like busty blondes. Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> and yeah, they have all these fetishes. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. That's it's about time that somebody took this. I think it's very creative. It's extremely creative. And I think she should get awards for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because somebody finally went there. <laughs> yep. Crossed that somebody line. Somebody did it. And sure, it wasn't perfect. Yeah. But you know what? What a great story. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to gush all over the place about this well, book. and. Not even all, not like all the violence wasn't totally directed at men. There's a scene that really got to me that was violent for one of the main characters with the oh oh ew. yeah that one yeah. made me want to puke and it was that was pretty awful yeah. Then it was violence against her. Self well, it was mutilation against her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. 
Oh, God, I forgot about that part. <laughs> that one was the worst part for me. Yeah, there was a lot of... There, it was a very violent... Because she was my favorite character. I know. It was a, there was a lot of violence in the book. Oh. There was a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. But women are used to trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, we're used to horror. But for once... Mm. I don't once know. the tables were turned. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I cheered... But for a while I did. But I'm kind of for glad. a while I really did. Well, I'm kind of glad she added that in there because, like, it kind of shows that there's a little bit of both too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not it's yep. not all balancing it. It's like, man, you can't say it's all like, but there's a lot. Yeah. It, like in this, like mm-hmm. it's not all balanced against men because you have this character that gets this done to her. So obviously some of this is going on too. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit of both. I was kind of glad she added that kind of. It kind of yeah. made so me then cringe. It, was, it wasn't just one-sided, though. It wasn't super one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but... Random the, take. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but that uh, was a... Uh, <laughs> I think they should make men read this book. Reading some of the uh, bad reviews on this book is kind of hilarious. Some dude is literally complaining because it's like four genre, genres of books in one, and that's literally his complaint. And I'm like, that's called creativity. (laughs) Basically, you can't find anything else to bitch about. Oh, and you know, most of the reviewers, people who, most of the uh, uh, book critics, Mm -hmm. guess what? They're male. Yeah. So, of course. But there's a bunch of men who are giving this five stars. It was very It would be hard for them not to. I mean, you've got, I, I don't know, girls. Nicole and Bonnie, I would have to recommend that you at least give it a try. Mm, that uh, probably won't. That probably will not go on my list for the second. I might read it whenever I have time. Yeah, I've got a, quite a so large good. Oh, TBR list right I now. Know, so good. It was really good though. It was. Mm. I had a book coma or a hangover. I did almost didn't go to class the day after I read it because I finished that and I finished Nevernight because I was reading the hardcover of Nevernight and listening to that in the same day, and I was like, oh, God, this is Earth. I actually whooped <laughs> at the end. Whooped in the Walmart parking lot in Mustang. Whooped, people. And people looked at me like I had lost my tiny mind. <laughs> it was so good. I'm like, what is she doing over there? Whooping. Anyway. Okay. Title and artist. Title and artist. Uh, the Power by Naomi Alderman. All right. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to Joanne Serling because she just sent us Good Neighbors, which was a book that was pe- published in February of this year. And she wants us to read it and review it. So we're going to work on that. Oh, and like we would that. love to have other people who are authors send us their books as well. That would be cool. Just uh, check us out on Facebook, and if you need our address, uh, just send us a message, and we'll send it, send that back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all connected to it, so one of us will get to you pretty quickly, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Anything else we need to add in there? Check out nicknick.blog. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nick Nick's got a new uh, blog entry today. Hopefully, I'll have like three more this week. Ooh. You're gonna be I'm procrast- I've been procrastinating. A busy little beaver, aren't you? I'm going to need to get on there. Click on the knick-knick. <laughs> Check it out. Follow me. I will be your best friend forever if you follow me. I need followers. Did I follow you? It's N-I-C-K-N-I-C-K. Right? Yep. Yes. Dot blog. Knick-knick dot blog. we got to get some peeps for her. Yeah. yeah. Share. You can also check out Three Book Girls on Instagram if you have not already. Um, plus Twitter and Facebook. Just search Three Book Girls. All right. Next week, we are having Kayla from Lawton come back on. It's her birthday, isn't it? Yep. That's her birthday. Woot, woot. Another Pisces girl. Awesome. You can come hang out with us and. Sure, we'll be having something special up all in here. Justin's tomorrow. birthday is St. Patty's Day. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Saturday. Whose is? Justin's. Oh, a St. Patty's boy. Yep. Good old Aww. Justin. But he's going to be having him some green beers. Or some so. Guinness. Ooh. So to women everywhere.
for International Women's Day, which was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Strong, beautiful, perfect and imperfect. We love you. And that's going to do it for... Three Book Girls. And happy National Reading Month. Oh, God God damn it. (laughs) You're welcome. Keep that God damn it in there. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.